Thanks for tuning into a Black Girl Nerds podcast extra. My name is Jamie and I am your host. Normally when we do these BGM podcast extras, it features a guest of some sort. We're doing a one-on-one interview, but in this particular case, it's just me and I wanted to articulate my thoughts and opinions about a recent uh, fallout, if you will, that happened on social media with respect to hashtag attribution. Okay, so let's go back and discuss what happened. So what happened was there was an article that ran on techinsider.com and it was about the Dim Thrones hashtag and how it's gotten very popular on Black Twitter. And the person that wrote the article erroneously credited me as the creator of the hashtag. I only found out about this article because one of one of my followers on Twitter had said, hey, Jamie, c- congrats, you're getting recognition for this, this, and this. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? And I read the article and I saw Jamie Brodnax, managing editor of Black Girl Nerds, created Dem Thrones. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> hold on. Let's pause for a second. No, no, I did not. So I immediately, with a quickness, because you know how Twitter can get, y'all know, uh, folks are quick to get um, in their feelings about things. So I made sure to let him know immediately, put the little period before my tweet and everything. So that way everybody could see it um, and said, hey, look, I did not create the Dem Thrones hashtag. So I, I tweeted to him and said, hey, yeah, um, I did not tweet this. And then he was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll fix it right away. So unfortunately, it was too little too late. At that point, A lot of folks on social media got wind of it. What added even more fuel to the fire is looks like there is a umbrella site of some sort called Business Insider that picks up articles from Tech Insider. I don't know how that relationship works, but they credited, they made the adjustment on Tech Insider, but on Business Insider, it was still the wrong information. That was circulating all over the web. Someone on my Facebook feed had tagged me in it saying, hey, Jamie, congratulations. And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) this author has still not corrected this. Once it was pretty clear that I had not taken credit for this, I thought everything was good. Well, as it turned out, I saw Rodimus Prime. He is the co-founder of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. He does the show with his wife, Karen. I follow him on Twitter and He's been a long supporter of Black Girl Nerds. I support his show. We've we've been mutual Twitter friends and even sent emails and um, direct messages to each other over the years. And even with respect to Dim Thrones itself, we've had communication about it, um, which I'll get into that a little later. But I saw his tweets and he was talking about the Hot Fire Starter, Hot Fire Starter podcast. And I was like, okay, well, who's these dudes? And he was subtweeting about having relationship with them and how there was, you know, a disagreement and how they should have contacted him about hashtag attribution. And he just seemed really upset about them calling him out on using the hashtag. And he was talking about this particular podcast episode. So I was curious to listen to it because I was like, wow, um, Well, I was the one that was quoted in the article as being the hashtag creator. So I'm curious to know what these guys are talking about on their podcast. And I listened to it. The 30 minute segment was pretty much about me. Uh, (laughs) Rod was not discussed at all in the segment. And these guys, which I don't know their names at this point, I just... You know, I, I, I really don't know anything about them. I mean, that's how much I think that's that's sort of the crux of this situation is they were completely off my radar. Rod and the Black Guy Who Tips podcast was on my radar because Rod and and his wife, Karen, live tweet Game of Thrones every Sunday. I see their tweets incessantly. Um, I, I just I know them from social media. They have a very large presence in Black Twitter. So I know them, I recognize them, and they have enough internet visibility. So when their names was mentioned, the Hot Fire Starter podcast, 
I didn't know that they had a podcast. I didn't know about the website. I didn't know the dudes who who ran it. Knew nothing about them. So anyway, I'm listening to the podcast. They were pretty upset about the situation. And they were upset at me, you know. Um, First of all, they were policing my blackness uh, by saying, by questioning the fact that I may not speak in AAVE and don't use terms like dim and dat, uh, which is interesting because there's a thing called code switching and it exists. And I don't always use that kind of vernacular in my everyday language, but I do speak that way around friends and family members. And you may not hear me talk that way on the podcast, but you know, just because you don't hear me talk like that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't use dim and debt. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you don't know me. You're not a mutual friend of mine. You're not a family member. You cannot question my vernacular nor my blackness um, by policing the fact because I don't use that on the podcast because you only have heard my voice by way of the podcast. Let's keep it 100. So you don't know me enough to even say, well, does she use that in her everyday vocabulary? And the fact that I even have to declare this is absolutely ridiculous. But that's not the worst of it. They went on further to, by the way, they never referenced my name through this entire segment. They referred to me as this lady, this girl, you know, little, a little condescending, um, but they never referred to me by name, stating that they never heard of me, never knew me. And that's cool. I mean, hell, nobody. But anyways, I'm not referring you to by name either. So, hey, <laughs> I guess the pendulum swings both ways. But um so yeah, they they don't refer to me by name, but they they were very upset. Also in this article, they got the impression that somehow I have taken the Dim Thrones hashtag and capitalized off of it in some way and have built my brand and my social media following around this hashtag. Now I am completely paraphrasing here. I'm not saying that they said these things word for word. You can feel free to listen to their podcast and listen to the entire episode of, of what they say. Um, but they 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 were pretty upset about um, these. These were their exact words. Her profile is being raised from doing some shit she had no input in creating. That's not cool. And that shit is no longer tenable for us. She's aware of the type of talking that did not originate from her. Her profile is being raised. So they thought that my profile was being raised. Okay, let's stop right there. My profile is being raised because I am on social media damn near 24-7. I run a website that I am the managing editor of. I have folks that I work with every day who are contributing writers. I have a podcast that I do on a weekly basis. I work my ass off every single day with a nine to five doing black girl nerds, which I am not earning a huge revenue off of. Yes, there's earnings from black girl nerds, but I am still in the red. Otherwise, if I was making, if I was making it rain right now, I wouldn't have a daytime job. Okay. So trust Dim Thrones has not built my social capital at all. Has it brought some new followers to black girl nerds? Sure. You know, has it, is it because that Dem Thrones is trending? It's because of me and me retweeting a lot of folks and the fact that I have a lot of followers, they're also using the hashtag because of me. Sure. Why not? But in no way is my profile being raised because of a damn hashtag. So let's get that out of the way. I know for a lot of you, you're like, Jamie's cussing. This is a first, but look, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm very upset by this situation. I'm very I'm more disappointed than anything else. Um because of the fact that this could have been resolved in 2 seconds. So here's what I have to say to this situation. These guys clearly made this a them versus me situation as opposed to addressing the core of their concerns, which was hashtag attribution. I mean, that was the core of what sparked this whole thing. But they turned it into a Jamie versus Hot Firestarter podcast. And 
for all of the naysayers out there and you know who you are who are like do not make this into an issue of misogyny and this is you know this isn't about misogyny this isn't about uh them hating women this is about hashtag credit well the only reason i believe firmly that it is an issue of misogyny and there and the only reason why many of my followers both men and women not just the women followers but both men as well believe that this is an issue because during this whole rant not once did they mention the black guy who tips podcast not much not once did they mention rod nor karen and quite frankly they have i feel and they can feel free to correct me if i'm wrong but just looking at it from a distance it looked like they have built a profile and a brand around Dem Thrones. I saw Dem Thrones on their website when I uh, looked on the Black Guy Who Tips podcast when I was listening to episodes of the recaps. Um, at the time that this went down, Rod had a pinned tweet to his Twitter rapping about Dem Thrones that got tons of retweets. Most of the folks that I know on Twitter assume just by virtue of the fact that Rod and Karen tweet Dem Thrones and do these recaps, that they're the ones that they are in fact the creators of Dem Thrones. So <laughs> to somehow remove him from the situation and insert me instead, it is a situation where I, I have to question your judgment here. You know, I have to con I have to question is is this about a woman taking something that you owned and making it successful. And look, I'm not all about playing, you know, this the sex card or the gender card and having gender politics. You know, that's not what I'm about. But I do have questions about that. And, you know, I, I did get some context. I did get some background that uh, Rod and Karen has had a relationship with the Hot Fire Starter guys. And I, I got the... Um, message about the fact that they've been on each other's shows and such. And, and I think that's cool. But even the fact that they're your friends, you were still upset that they were using your hashtag. Right? That's why you did this whole podcast. But somehow I became the center of your anger, not them. And even though you may have a rapport with them, even though you may have a relationship with them, you still misdirected all your anger towards a community that is built for women and that empowers women. And I can't help but notice an underbelly of misogyny in that. I just cannot ignore that. Or misogynoir. I can't ignore that. As someone who deals with this on the internet on a daily basis, this was a textbook case of where I was being targeted. And I feel like, I just feel like had I been a man, this probably would have went down a different way. I recently just listened to um, the last couple of episodes of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I mean, I listen to the show every now and then. I don't listen to a lot of their episodes because I just don't have time to listen to other people's podcasts. But one of the few podcasts that I do listen to um, is theirs. And I, I, I did hear them give their take about the situation. And then I saw that um, DJ Benamine was on there as a guest talking about the situation. You know, DJ Benamine had brought something up that I think was very important to highlight is had they come to, the, had it been him you know, at, this, at the, the center of this, they wouldn't have came at him the way they came at me. So, and I'm not trying to play my, put myself out as a victim either. You know, that, again, that's not what this is about. What it's about is the fact that you foolishly and irresponsibly placed your anger towards someone that never claimed ownership of the hashtag. I never claimed ownership of it, but yet you're upset at me because my profile has been raised. So this isn't about hashtag attribution. This is about internet visibility. 
I saw three black geeks talking about it in their tweets, that this is about the fact that it's gotten mainstream attention in large part because of me and my online community. So let's not let's let's not pretend that this is a situation where your ego got in the way, because as someone who has created hashtags that trend all the time, I know what it's like not to be attributed. Okay, I mean, Damon Splaining was a hashtag that took off after Matt Damon had made some comments about Effie Brown from Project Greenlight and everybody started talking about Damon's blaining and everybody started using it. Not once did they mention that I was the creator of it. Another example, Datbot, right? Mr. Robot. I didn't create the hashtag, but someone within the Black Girl Nerds community, and I'm going to get to the Dim Dat situation as well in a bit, but someone in the Black Girl Nerds community came up with Datbot because a lot of the shows that we live tweet have the Dim and the Dat prefix, right? Dat Flash, Dim Dreads, Dim Deads, Dim Bows, you know, all of those have those prefixes. And Datbot got recognized by the VP of marketing over at USA Network, right? The person that's running the damn thing uh, recognized the Datbot hashtag in an interview Not once did they ever acknowledge that Black Girl Nerds and that online community, that that fan community helped cultivate that hashtag. Did I get upset and whine about it? No. You know, because I don't see hashtags in that way. I I just honestly don't. Like, I, I get the fact that these guys are upset about it. I totally do. And, um, you know, one could say that Probably I should have been more upset about not getting credit for that bot or that Damon's planning when it went viral, when it got a lot of attention. But hashtags, they go viral all the time. And should people get a, you know credit for them? Absolutely. Yes, people should get credited for them. But I would never direct my anger towards someone because they got the credit and I didn't. Unless that person maliciously takes ownership, runs with it, and then completely dismisses me. Then I'm going to go after you. But if that person was like, holy crap, I did not at all say this. Um, excuse me, can you retract this statement? I, I, I did not create this hashtag. Then I'd be like, all right, cool. But that's not what happened with these guys. They still went after me after I didn't claim ownership. So this is not an attribution issue. This is a visibility issue. They're upset because I got notoriety and they have not. Now, what confirms this as well is the mention of Shonda Rhimes. As many of you guys know, Shonda Rhimes has been following Black Girl Nerds for a while. She quoted me in Marie Claire Magazine as one of her favorite people to follow on Twitter. She reads a lot of my tweets. She lives tweets. She live tweets with us when we do scandal, when we do how to get away with murder. How to get away with murder, we use the hashtag dat murder. Well, they got upset about that because dat and dem belongs to them. Listen, about this dat and dem situation, nobody owns a word, okay? And even though you guys coined the term dem thrones, and, and that whatever, I mean, I, I honestly don't know, like, really, I, I don't know you guys to even go deep into what you've originated because you haven't even built your presence online to where people can recognize your, your IPs like that. Like, you just haven't done that. So what I'm trying to say is this. Dat and Dem wasn't created by me. Okay. I saw Dim Thrones, I started using it. I started live tweeting the strain and I thought that strain was cool because it was a variation of Dim Thrones, started live tweeting um, the strain. People saw that I was using Dim and Dat on both of those shows and then when new shows would come out, come up, they'd be like, Jamie, um, we got to come up with a new tag for this show. How about Dim this? How about Dat that? And I would just go with what the other blurs were coming up with because I just thought, okay, this is really cool. But unfortunately, now it's a problem because 
somehow or another using those prefixes is an infringement upon these guys. And, and look, it's not that serious. It's really not that serious. I mean, if you really feel like somehow I am making some kind of capital off of these hashtags, trust me, I would be working for Twitter. I'd be at their corporate offices on a daily basis, live tweeting various shows, talking about hot topics of the day, hot takes on this. I mean, I would be working for Twitter. I wouldn't be working at a freaking, I'm about to curse, (laughs) but I wouldn't be working at a freaking, you know, day job doing what I'm doing to be able to afford to pay my bills and then doing BGN after I leave my day job which this in itself is a full-time job. I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be working for Twitter. So I don't I don't make any money off of these hashtags. I I want people to be 100 I want to be 110% transparent because I feel like there's a small contingent of people out there that have assumptions about me. And and maybe maybe bigger than just a small contingent, but I feel like there's a There's groups of people out there that have already made assumptions about who I am without taking one iota of a second to just ask me, hey, Jamie, what about this? Or, you know, do you do this? Do you do that? I don't make money off of hashtags. You know why hashtags get popular when I tweet them? Because first of all, I have a Twitter following that is close to 70,000 followers. I'm not bragging, by the way. I just, I want you to know. <laughs> I'm not bragging. But I have, a, I have a Twitter following of over 70,000 followers. But most importantly, it's not the quantity, it's the quality of followers. I have people that follow me who have hundreds and thousands of followers. I have people like DeRay, Ava DuVernay, Shonda Rhimes, you know, Melissa Harris-Perry. I have... People who have large Twitter followings that follow me and occasionally they will retweet something that I say and then that will go viral. That is how my hashtags get to trend because of who's following me and also the amount of followers I have. Those two things together is what helps something to trend. And I think even now, now the fact that Black Girl Nerds is a verified account I believe that there's some sort of algorithm now with Twitter where accounts that are verified using hashtags tend to trend quicker than accounts that don't have verification. Because I've noticed over the last, I I got Twitter verified like a couple of weeks before my birthday. I've noticed since, you know, the second week of April that ever since I've been using various hashtags, they're starting to trend more than they ever have before. So I think the verification check mark could be the reason why. So, you know, at the at the end of the day, I understand you're upset, but I'm the wrong person to take it out on. The tragedy in all of this is the real sad part about this is these guys actually have merchandise. They have shirts that they sell. If they had reached out to me and said, Jamie, um, can you follow us back for a DM? Or Jamie, um, what's your email address? I, I want to email you something and, and tell you something about our feelings toward this whole Dim Throne situation. If they had emailed me and asked me either, can you give us credit for these Dim Thrones hashtags that you're using? Because they're getting into mainstream articles. People are noticing them. You've got... Folks like Shonda Rhimes and Ava DuVernay retweeting you and using them. Is there any way you can just give us some kind of credit? Can you run an article on your site talking about it? Can you mention it on a podcast episode? Can you give some sort of indication that we are, in fact, the creators and this is our IP, if you will? I would have been like, oh, yeah, sure. Boom. Done. Squashed. If you were to ask me, hey, can you talk about our T-shirts on your site? Can you run a press release about it? Can you do an ad for us and talk about Dim Thrones T-shirts from Firestarter.com? Get them now while they're hot. 
if you had said anything like that, I would have been like, oh, yeah, sure. Bet. Got you. I got you on this. Because I don't, you know, I'm here to help promote us. By us, I mean other black people. I'm keeping it 100. I am here for black women first and black men. And to help us as a community prosper, grow, evolve, get to a point where we're owning our own properties, owning our own businesses, creating our own content, not having to ask mainstream media, not having to ask permission to do anything. We do the damn thing and we are, in fact, the gatekeepers and we are the ones where other folks have to ask us permission. That's what I am trying to do with the platform that I have. So when comic book artists, singers, writers, photographers, actors, whoever, send me emails and say, hey, can you run this on your website? I don't ever say no. (laughs) But for us, I don't say no because that's just the person I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't do that. So... I don't understand why you guys couldn't have asked me. And that's why it all goes back to the misogyny situation, because it's almost as if you don't think that I am capable of offering you an opportunity with the platform that I have. Like my platform is not good enough to advertise your shirts on or promote your podcast on or to even have you on as guests. Like you don't feel like that is something I'm capable of. So, you know, that that is something that is very unfortunate. The other thing I wanted to mention is I have been contacted by people who work for HBO because they have taken notice of this hashtag. So people who have actually had meetings with HBO executives talking about black girl nerds and dim thrones, I have had communication with them. The moment that I had found out this information and Rod can confirm it, I sent Rod an email saying, hey, you know, so-and-so is interested in dim thrones. I don't know what's going on, but if this thing pops off, I just want you to know about it because you're the one that created it at this at at that time I thought he was the creator of it he never mentioned fire started to me when we had these emails but he had mentioned oh he was like all right cool you know great so that was that now I don't know I mean you know I get I get emails all the time I get phone calls from various people saying hey this person in Hollywood is seeing what you're doing this executive is a fan of yours and nothing ever actually produces or or culminates out of this particular conversation or meeting that I have. Um, You know, I've had CEOs of networks reach out to me and nothing ever happens. So I I don't really, I, I really don't get, I don't ever set expectations on anything these days. Like, oh, so and so from this network wants to talk to black girl nerds. Okay. Like I'm very indifferent about it at this point because I until I actually see a contract with some dollar signs on it um, and some zeros behind it and this is the real deal all right now I'm getting this you know now I'm getting excited but that hasn't happened yet so you know I'm, I'm not holding my breath for HBO but I'm just saying to say that that was a possible opportunity but unfortunately now I don't want to at all affiliate myself with anything related to them to dim thrones anymore I just I I don't after listening to that podcast it you guys made it incredibly clear how how you feel about me using the hashtag I mean it, it couldn't be any clearer and I went on Twitter did a Twitter storm and just told everybody what happened that I listened to the podcast how I felt about it, and that I won't be using the tag anymore. Initially, I saw Rod saying that he's not using the tag either, and I thought, all right, looks like I made the right decision. And then 
I saw that he was going to be using Thrones instead, and I said, all right, I'm with Rod. I'm going to do Thrones as well. And then someone, a lot of people start tweeting to me, hey, do, you know, D's Thrones instead of Dim Thrones. And, um, you know, coming up with these really funky hashtags. And, and then someone tweeted to me, Thrones, y'all. And I really loved it because I'm from the South. I'm from Virginia. Y'all is a part of my vernacular. You guys might not know that because you don't talk and converse with me in my everyday life. But I do use y'all a lot. And I have used y'all on the podcast. But um, it just, it, I connected with that more than I did D's and Dems, you know. So I changed my mind. I'm like, you know what? I really want to keep it black and blurty. You know, this, the reason why I do these AAVE hashtags is because it helps form community. It helps us blurds, us black nerds, get together. We're watching our favorite shows and we get to see each other's tweets. A lot of us are friends on Twitter. A lot of us are friends in real life. A lot of us have uh, relationships in real life. And we're just like, yeah, girl, let's let's watch our favorite show. Oh, Penny Dreffel's coming on. Dim dreads. Let's see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it helps form community in a, such a unique and profound way. I just did a panel at Tidewater Comic Con talking about live tweeting in the digital world and how it has brought so many of us together. You know, blurds have been othered. You know, we have been marginalized. Five years ago, ten years ago, we didn't have these spaces on the internet that were safe spaces for us that was a haven for us to get together and to just geek out over random shit. You know what I'm saying? We had other sites where we could look to where most of them were white nerds, most of them were white male nerds, and we can kind of sit on the sidelines and hee-hee and kind of feel like, oh, all right, yeah, I like that too, but... I'm not really into what you're into there, but yeah, I like this and that. Like, we would share the same fandoms, but the connection of being cut from the same cloth just wasn't quite there, you know? And it wasn't until other black nerd sites started popping up, which included mine, where I finally felt like I have a family in this digital space. I'm finally meeting another black girl that is into X-Men as much as I'm into X-Men. Uh, you know, meeting other black women that are into Doctor Who, you know. I'm, I'm by the way, not a Doctor Who fan. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, meeting in that way. When I did my panel at Tidewater Comic Con, I had a black girl come up to me and say, because of your website, I found another D&D player who's also a black girl. And we're online doing D&D. You know how awesome that is? Because before, that was almost like an anomaly. Like, that is something that you just don't see or hear or just think exists. But because of sites like Black Girl Nerds and other podcasters like Fambros and websites like Black Nerd Problems and other podcasts like Geek Soul Brother and The Black Geeks, and Graveyard Shift Sister. Because of these people, now you can meet other cool, or not so cool, because I would be the not so cool, blurds that are into shit that you didn't even think other blurds would be into. I really love Ashley's Graveyard Shift Sisters site because she went so super niche that she literally has it down lock. Like people think I've got black girl nerds on lock. Ashley has it on lock when it comes to black women into horror. When you Google black women into horror, Ashley's site is the first one that comes up. I mean, she's got so many great articles and content about the horror fiction genre that feature black women that are directed, written by black women, starring black women. Prior to that, you never saw that because 
The horror genre was always seen as like a white guy fandom. And Ashley always felt like the outlier going to these horror conventions and only being the only black woman there. And she was like, I'm going to create this space. And now look at it. And she's doing a podcast now. That's why we're doing this. And that's why, and I want to tie this into the hashtag situation. We do what we're doing because we want to form communities. We are marginalized people, people who were outliers, who always felt like we were the outcasts and we always felt like, you know, people didn't think that we were authentic in our beliefs and our fandoms or people that wouldn't include us because either we were women or because we were black or we were people of color or because, you know, we were not straight. We were gay or lesbian, transgender, disabled, you know, because we were a part of these marginalized groups, we were cast aside. So what we've decided to do is take that, turn it around and make it all about us. And these hashtags help facilitate that. Having these black Twitter hashtags, these AAVE hashtags is what helps us form these subcultural communities. It also helps us find each other. Some people just find out about Black Girl Nerds because of me live tweeting these shows. And then other folks that are a part of this timeline using the same hashtag, they get to meet other Twitter users and they're like, wait, I just looked at your Twitter profile. Hold up. You're a LARPer? So am I. Let's follow each other. And then they, you know, they tweet with each other all the time. They become friends, you know. This is, it's, it's like an online meetup. It's an online hangout. And by creating these hashtags and not using the TV show's official hashtag, that is what we're doing. Bringing it back to the whole dim dat situation. Honestly, I thought it was a communal thing. I thought it was something that everybody on black Twitter was using. I did not know that it was the property of hot fire starter. I just did not know that. And now that I do know that I am moving away from dim and debt and people that are tweeting to me right now. I just want you to know that's why I'm doing this podcast because I I just want to going forward instead of tweeting about it over and over and over again. I just rather talk about it and then just give you the link to this episode to listen to. I don't plan on participating in any live tweets using Dim and Dat anymore. I'm just not. I'm sorry. You know, and you can get mad at me or, you know, you can be like F Jamie and, and black girl nerds. I'm using the hashtag. That's absolutely fine. Do it. You know, because at this point, I just don't feel comfortable using those prefixes knowing that someone else was really upset by me doing that and have made very false assumptions about me because of my use of those prefixes. So I'm not going to use them anymore. I'm just just not going to do it. And I also think, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've been thinking about this for a while. I think they're getting kind of old. Like I you know, using Dat and Dim before every TV show is not that creative. And and I'm honestly, for real, seriously, I'm not just saying this because of the fallout. Like, I've been thinking about this for a while. And I think it was, it may have been Omar from Black Nerd Problems that had brought up a tweet to me. And I've been thinking about this for a while because that tweet resonated with me. And I get a lot of tweets a day, but I remembered this one. I remember him saying, we need to move from these Dat and Dim hashtags and be a little more creative. I'm kind of glad this kind of in a weird way happened because it's going to allow me and allow us as a part of the blurred community to move forward with using some really cool, creative new hashtags. And we're going to do it and they're going to still be AAVE style hashtags. Okay. I mean, they're going to be black sounding black Twitterish hashtags. So don't get it twisted. I'm not going to be all, you know, coming up with some corny shit. Like it's going to be some real hashtags that we use in our vernacular. So 
soup girl is an example of a hashtag that didn't have dim or dat that we use that had trended on Twitter, that's been used by the Supergirl account, that's been used by the actors on the show. Sleepy Hollow, may that show rest in peace, but Sleepy Hollow used and adopted our hashtag Sleepy Hollow. So we will be using, you know, well, I won't be using Sleepy Hollow anymore, but um, I had to catch myself there. Did I actually say I was going to use that? Um, but the Sleepy Hollow is is a hashtag that was used. And for those that still plan on watching Sleepy Hollow, that won't be me, but anybody that will, feel free to use that hashtag. Um, And I'm sure the Sleepy Hollow account will continue to use that to grab onto the last few black Twitter users that still decide to watch the show. (laughs) I have to throw shade at Sleepy Hollow. I have to throw shade. You guys don't know. So yeah, as for the existing shows, like Mr. Robot's coming up this summer, I'm still going to use that bot. Like, seriously, I'm not going to erase what we've been tweeting for the last season, two seasons or more with other shows. I'm not going to do that because it's it's stupid. Like, people have already adopted these hashtags. They love them. Um, when they do their recaps, they use them. Like, I'm not going to do that to folks. So we will still use that bot. When, whenever I decide to live tweet Mr. Robot, I will be using that bot. Um, you guys still use that flash dimbos like that's cool. The strain. If I decide to watch next season, is the strain getting renewed? I don't even know, but I'll still use that strain dim deads when walking dead comes back. So, you know what I'm saying? Like those will still happen. Okay. But as for new shows, like for example, preacher just premiered this past Sunday, he preaching that that's what we're using, you know? Um, and any other new shows that premiere, we're going with something different. I think it's great to be creative. And Geek Soul Brother and Regine Sawyer came up with ideas for preacher hashtags and did a Twitter poll. And I love that because for us, for us, you know, this isn't about ownership of a hashtag. It's not about attribution it's about a community it really is and for those who are saying well if white people did it y'all would be up in arms listen there's a difference let's let's stop deflecting there's a huge difference between a white person appropriating something and other black people adopting a tag that's within the community we are not appropriating it you know we are not taking a hashtag and monetizing it, commercializing it, branding it. Am I, am I, cause that's what appropriation is. You do realize that, right? You're taking something someone else owns and you're making money off of it. So we, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not making off any money off of Dim Thrones. I'm not, te- I'm not selling t-shirts. I'm not selling merchandise. I, I don't have Twitter in my pocket. <laughs> you know, I, I wish I did. Uh, but I don't like I I don't earn anything but some followers. I earn followers like that is my social capital, I guess you could say, is earning followers. And if that's if that is the real concern that you have, you need to be honest about that. You need to make it be about social capital and not make it seem as if I'm taking something away from you. Now, as far as social capital is concerned, and I pretty much have touched on this already. It's because I have a lot of followers and it's because of the quality of the followers, people that have large Twitter followers themselves, that my social presence, putting it in your words, gets raised, so to speak. So Someone like Ava DuVernay, someone like Shonda Rhimes, someone like, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, Idris Elba, he follows black girl nerds. If Idris Elba f- retweets a tweet from me, then yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that see it. I mean, hello, you know, he's got a lot of followers. And then his followers are probably a lot of people that are, that got a lot of followers. They're going to retweet it. And then so on. Like, that's. That's what makes things viral, right? So I just want to break that down 
for people that don't understand how that works when it comes to social media, that the only reason my tags would get more attention than your tags is because of the amount of followers I have and the kinds of followers that I have. I just want to make that clear. Last point about this, there was a Vox article that was written by Asia Romano, who I know we've met a couple of times at various conventions and we follow each other on Twitter. Um, I did have some issues with the article, which I made very clear to her. Um, My biggest issue was the fact that it didn't focus in on what this whole debacle between myself and Hot Firestarter was all about, which is them being upset at a woman's success of creating a hashtag or making a hashtag viral. That is that is the crux of this issue, guys. I know it's I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but that is the crux of this issue. And the article did a great job of embedding April Rain. April Rain is the um, Twitter user who is responsible for the Oscar So White hashtag Rain of April on Twitter. She, who I love, did a phenomenal job in her Twitter storm of breaking down the situation and making it very clear that this was an issue of misogyny, making it very clear. And I'm glad she embedded those tweets. But I wish that the article focused more on that than just the whole dim dat. um, And then also quoting a lot of what Firestarter had to say about the situation, which there was some really disparaging remarks towards the blurred community, which I just thought was unnecessary to have in the article. And really just, you know, it's bad enough that we as black people got to deal with white people's bullshit. Now we've got to deal with other black people, tone policing, what it is to be black and what it is to be a black nerd. That just creates further division within our community. So I had issue with that. And then also with the Tech Insider article and the author that just did not think to at least reach out to me and say, hey, did you create the hashtag? Or reach out to anybody. Like, he he didn't even have to reach out to me because he follows me on Twitter, right? But he could reach out to any of my followers and just asked. Um, But to, to all of you journalists out there that like to, you know, give hot takes... (laughs) and this whole knee-jerk journalism that seems to be a trend now because everybody's so quick to get an article up when something blows up on social media and they got to get it out there really quick so that way folks can go to their website and get those clicks in. Because, I mean, these kinds of articles, let's, let's be frank, they're traffic generators. That's what these hot takes are. They're traffic generators. I love Asia. She's a great person. She's an amazing supporter of Black Girl Nerds. She's interviewed me before. Um, she's reached out to me um, when she was at over at the Daily Dot. I just don't like the fact that people are so quick to make assumptions about things without doing the proper research. And I feel like her article and the Tech Insider article were both both very short-sighted and made presumptions about all of the parties involved without getting their take on it. And it's unfortunate because when you run these articles, people read them, people outside of our community read them, and they're already making up in their minds, you know, assumptions about us without giving the per- the actual people involved the opportunity to articulate what their perspectives is on this. So, you know, people had probably assumptions about me with the Tech Insider article that I did the interview, you know, because Jamie Broadnack's a black girl nerds, blah, 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 you know, because folks assume, people assume everything, but people assume when these big mainstream articles are writing about people involved that they're actually reaching out to the people involved and asking them questions. Well, that is not the case. So I'm sure people made assumptions about me about that. 
I'm sure people are making assumptions about me with this Vox article, but I just want to be completely 100 and honest with you and say, you know what? I'm going to do this podcast episode and I want you to know how I really feel about it and that I feel like at the end of the day, this is an issue about the male ego and how fragile it is. And the fact that a woman was able to do something that you were not able to do, which is make a hashtag popular, be looked at by mainstream outlets, and create a um, create a trend on Twitter. I was able to do that, and you couldn't. And I'm not trying to be, like, pompous. I'm not trying to be, like, you know, brushing the dirt off my shoulders. I think I'm all that kind of situation. I'm just calling it what it is. I have internet visibility and you don't. And if you if if that was something you didn't care about, you wouldn't have said, my profile is being raised. You wouldn't have mentioned Shonda Rhimes using Dat Murda. And you would have also brought up the fact that Rodimus Prime and Karen and the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, who've been using Dem Thrones for a very long time, long before I started using it, you would have brought them into the conversation saying how much you had an issue with them using it and them branding it. But you didn't. You went straight to me. And I know it's easy to do that because you don't know me. I don't know you either. But had you had just gotten outside of yourself, gotten outside of the ego, took a moment, took a breath, been a bigger man about it, or bigger men, and say, you know what? Rather than recording this segment and talking about Jamie, why don't we reach out to her and figure out what the situation is, let her know our feelings about it, and see how we can get this resolved. Because I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm a grown ass adult. If I had an issue with someone about, and you know, whatever, if I have an issue with anyone, I am quick to let them know about it and I will send them an email. I won't go on Twitter because I don't do that. I don't talk about people on Twitter that I'm upset with and subtweet about it and go, oh my God, this person is so terrible. I will go to the source and say, listen. I don't think we're vibing here. I don't think this situation between us is going well and we need to address it. Life is too short. You guys held on for four years mad about this because I listen to Rod's podcast. So I, I got context behind all of this. You guys waited for four years to get upset about this. Dude, that's not healthy. That is not healthy. I would never wait that long and let something build and build and build to the point where it blows up. Because that's exactly what happened. You held on to something that you were upset about it. And then you blew up. But when you blew up about it, you 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 directed your vitriol. You threw your vitriol juice into the wrong direction. I mean, you should have done it, period. But you threw it at me. So then Thrones Y'all happens. I decided to go with Thrones Y'all. And I was concerned. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think anybody was going to be using it like that. I didn't know it was going to trend on Twitter. I didn't know that it was going to trend higher than Dem Thrones. Which congrats to you guys, because Dem Thrones still trended on Twitter. But um, I didn't know that Thrones Y'all was going to reach the kind of Twitter audience, live Twitter audience, um, that it did. I didn't know Ava DuVernay was going to be like using it, and Jasmine Sullivan using it, and Justin Guarini using it, and DeRay using it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted to not use Dim Thrones. Black Girl Nerds, 
is something that I am so proud of. And I'm happy and honored and humbled that there are so many women out there who are such strong advocates for this space and men. I I don't want to discount you because Black Girl Nerds has a huge male following. Um, Believe it or not, our site metrics, we have a 40, there's like 60% women and the other 40% are men. Like it's, it's neck and neck when it comes to the demographics of visitors to our site from men to women. So we have a large male contingent because, you know, the nerd space is, you know, outside of the four corners of Twitter, believe it or not, nerd culture is still very male. I mean, black girl nerds being in this space is a very (laughs) hard thing because we are in a predominantly male space and that can be very intimidating. But luckily, um, we've gotten a lot of support. So that that hashtag is indicative of that. That Thrones Y'all hashtag is indicative of the fact that we have so many supporters and I'm grateful for that. I will always be grateful for that. And I just want to say thank you guys for tweeting me and saying, Jamie, hang in there and we love you. And, and you, you know, you have pre- created this space for us because, um, that's what keeps me going. I'm going to be honest with you. That is what keeps me going. There have been days where I'm just like, I am so spent. My head hurts. I have these really bad chronic headaches. My head hurts. I feel sick. I feel nauseous. I, I just don't want to do this right now. And then I'll see a tweet from someone saying, I'm so happy that I found Black Girl Nerds. I thought I was the only one. Or, you know, if it wasn't for you, Jamie, I wouldn't have gotten into this comic book. Or, Jamie, you are the reason why I started creating my own coding meetups around the country. Like, people say these kinds of things to me, and it blows my mind. But it also drives me to continue the work because it's having an impact. You know, having a 12-year-old girl email you saying, thank you for this site. I'm like, oh my God, I'm impacting the babies. Like, you know, you're the next generation. That's, that's a big deal. So with the work that I do, with the visibility that I receive, will come the criticism, will come the vitriol, will come the haters. You know, it goes with the territory and I get it. Um, It's not easy because, look, I'm not trying to be famous in this. I'm not trying to be like out there in the public eye. I'm just somebody who likes to talk about nerdy shit. I'm just someone who likes to write about nerd stuff. I'm someone who just likes to podcast and talk about it. Um, I'm someone who just loves being on Twitter. I mean, damn it. The other day when I was at Tidewater Comic Con, I had a news anchor who I've watched on TV for decades say, how do you get so many Twitter followers? Like he was completely blown away that I had these Twitter followers, which, you know, the amount of Twitter followers I have right now, 70,000 almost, it's not a whole lot. But he thought that that was the craziest thing. And I'm just like, it's because I'm on Twitter all the time. And I'm on Twitter all the time because I love Twitter. I love social media. I love engaging with you guys. I love communicating with you guys. It it's fun for me. Like, seriously, this is the geek in me coming out. Like, I just love geeking about random shit on Twitter. I love talking about Marvel and even the like the beef between Marvel and DC and talking about um, science fiction and fantasy and talking about Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. And, you know, a lot of the things that I talk about are usually like pop culture, TV, film, comic book stuff. Um, But every now and then, I'll geek out over 1980s music and um, obscure things that have happened, you know, in our history. Um, I I remember one night just geeking out over Tim Curry and how cool he is (laughs) and finding out that there were a lot of other black girl nerds that loved Tim Curry as much as I did. And we were talking about his work on Tales from the Crypt from back in the day and from Rocky Horror Picture Show and like all these movies that he's been in. Like, That's the kind of stuff that I enjoy doing. So anyway, um, I feel like I'm kind of meandering off in a different direction. So I'm going to wrap this up and just say um, I wanted to give my whole opinion on this and let you guys know how I felt about it. 
I didn't want to lay quiet because I hear all of these other people leaving comments and doing podcasts and giving their opinions about it. And I, I as someone that's sort of in the center of all of this, felt the need to to at least speak on it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, look, I just want to enjoy being a part of a community. I don't even consider myself like the leader of anything. I am a part of this community. There are other women that are a part of the Black Girl Nerds community. And by, by saying that, I mean the website, the podcast, the social media accounts. You know, at Black Girl Geeks is our sister account. There are people that are operating that account 24-7 that are putting in the work. You know, there are women that are writing articles for BGN that are putting in the work. There are podcast hosts that are putting in the work, doing one-on-one shows by themselves, editing them together. There are women that are traveling to, you know, South by Southwest and PAX East and going to these conventions and doing coverage for Black Girl Nerds. There are people that are putting in as much work as I am at this point with BGN and they're working day jobs as well. You know, none of us are getting paid at this point. I'm working on it with Patreon and I'm able to give money here and there. But at the end of the day, we're not earning anything. You know, we're doing this because we love it. We're doing this because we're passionate about it. And we're doing this because we want to show that there is a large group of people out there who are self-declared nerds and geeks that aren't white guys. (laughs) You know, that there are black women out there that are into these things, you know? So that's why this community exists. And, you know, live tweeting TV shows and using a cool black Twitter hashtag allows us to foster that community. It allows us to see more of us within that community and to connect and network with each other within that community. That's why we do what we do. And we'll keep doing what we're doing. The black Twitter hashtags are not going away. As new shows pop up, there will be a new AAVE hashtag to use. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 not a game. It's it's something that's a real thing for us because now what we have found is that black Twitter is growing and that as more of us are live tweeters because the culture of how we watch TV is also shifting here as well and as we're watching TV more of us are using Twitter and watching it at the same time so those hashtags really aren't going anywhere you know unless Twitter gets rid of hashtags which you know that's not going to happen so we'll be using different ones with different prefixes um, but we will continue to use those black hashtags guaranteed so that is it that is all i have to say on this uh controversy non-troversy really and um you know you guys keep doing what you're doing and i don't hate you i just want you to know that i I really don't hate you i don't dislike you i think a couple of you guys i got you know i blocked you i don't know if it was you guys actually but maybe your minions um I've blocked because after a while when someone just incessantly accuses you of something that you didn't do over and over again I I just can't have that kind of uh toxicity in my life just can't so um you know as long as you guys don't say anything disparaging about me and make false accusations and false claims I rather just keep doing what I'm doing in my lane and you focus on your lane and just keep it moving. Um, and I'd rather you just not focus on me and you do your thing. Um, so that's it. And I'm going to wrap this up and thanks for listening. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher radio and SoundCloud. And again, thanks for listening to me. Oh my gosh. I've been talking to you guys for over an hour. This is crazy. Uh, So hopefully I have not caused any of you guys to go to sleep. (laughs) And thanks again and stay tuned for really fun, more uplifting, more entertaining episodes of Future Black Girl Nerds podcast. All the best. Bye.